My name is Shiro and welcome to the channel. Today we have a dear friend of mine, Martin Kimamo, to talk about disability. My clearest memory of our meeting was when a group of us were hanging outside in between classes. I don't remember who approached who, but he stretched out his hand and instead I stretched out to hug him without really thinking anything of it. What I did not know was that in that moment, Martin was experiencing a lot of anxiety because when people meet or met, this was way before the pandemonium, they shake hands. Handshakes lead to most noticing his sweaty palms. Then comes the reactions, which often demand an explanation. What I know now is that Martin has what is known as hyperhidrosis. A simple act to most, like meeting someone and having to shake their hands, is anxiety-inducing. The anxiety increases the sweating, the sweating increases the anxiety. It's a terrifying, vicious cycle. When I asked him to do this episode with me, there was absolutely no hesitation in his response. And I couldn't be more honored and happy to have him with us sharing his story. Let's welcome Martin Kimamo, founder and CEO of Hyperhidrosis Awareness Kenya. In this episode, you may notice some distortion in the sound, but not in the quality of the conversation. My name is Martin Wangi Kimomo. I'm 35 years old, and I was born with primary focal hyperhidrosis. And I'm also the founder of Hyperhidrosis Awareness Kenya. Describe to us what it is and what it means in your life. Okay. Well, hyperhidrosis is defined as uh, excessive sweating central nervous system, sympathetic nervous system disorder. It's a condition that I was born with, the family of four. I'm the third one, number three, the family. And I happen to be the only one with hyperhidrosis. Throughout my childhood, I never knew of it as a medical condition. The first time I came across a name, you know, just to understand that what I've been living with is a medical condition was in 2007. And it was during this, uh, the TV show, the Tyra Bank show. That was the time I knew of it as a medical condition. My childhood uh, was a mix of the good times, the bad, the worse. Well, my siblings, they would make fun of me, especially the two, the older ones, because they didn't understand. And even I myself, I didn't have knowledge of it, but whenever I would look at the family setting, I was the different one, kind of the weird one. And then now reality hit hard when I joined uh, primary school. Nursery school wasn't that much, but in primary, when you're in a class of, because uh, for me I'm old school, you have one class with more than 20 plus pupils, I'm, uh, I don't know the name they used to call them. So I'm there and I'm the weird one with this condition. I'm looking at the rest of, they are fine, they're okay, but I'm the different one. I have excessive sweating of the palms. Even right now as I speak, you can see my palms are a little bit sweating and the feet as well, uh, but the armpits generally developed much later. So my school life was tough. Now imagine you're sweating on your palms. The lower primary, you're using the pencil to do your homework, 
the, the, the daily schoolwork. So it wasn't much of a challenge, but you'll end up smudging your exercise books with sweat bundles. Then you graduate from class four going forward when you're using ink. Now I'm doing my homework. I'm smudging my books with sweat puddles. So every time you're writing, you're rubbing your sweat against the ink. And now your teachers, they don't understand that, you know, for them sweat, and this is the general approach that people have towards sweat, is that it's more of a hygiene issue, which is not entirely true. There are different ways of you know, looking at it. So for me, I'm in school, I'm doing my homework. Of course, I was born a neat freak. I'm neat, that's just me. But when it comes to doing your homework and just merging your books with sweat, teachers tend to wonder why, why? I mean, your look, your outlook, general outlook, and your exercise books, they don't match. Something is off. Are you okay? Why are you always tensing? Are you afraid of something? And then there are also teachers who didn't understand, so their, their way of talking to you was through serious flogging. You know, it was, it was crazy. But I had to find my way through, you know, the, I actually developed coping mechanisms at an early age, and that is what helped me through my school life. And that is a major component which triggers the sweat and makes it even worse. So I can imagine the times when uh, we are doing an exam and you don't want to fail, you don't want to go home with a report card that just reads failure, failure, failure from start to end. So you're trying to impress your parents, you want to impress your, your teachers and also you yourself, you don't want to you know, complete a term, a school term known as a failure. So during exam times, I had to figure out ways, so I'll uh, place a handkerchief on my answer sheet. That way now the sweat puddles will rest on the handkerchief to enable me to write. So the challenges also extend uh, through high school, which you know in high school majorly you do a lot of writings. But you know, I had to develop those coping mechanisms to help me move along. I use the word disability without even consulting you. Mm -hmm. um, what does it mean when that word is used to describe what you have? Well, at first, I was really reserved about that word because of the understanding I had about disability. You know, for me, disability was more physical. I didn't have a proper understanding. It was up until I had a conversation with the very first doctor I consulted on excessive sweating, which is hyperhidrosis treatment. He was the one who made it clear that disability is anything that hinders you from, or rather interferes with your daily activities of life. And the explanation was what made me understand deeply of what hyperhidrosis can do, since uh, it can interfere and it can impair the quality of life in a negative way. So personally, even as, a, as an advocate for hyperhidrosis, it doesn't really bother me, but to others who have this condition and they don't have that understanding, it really doesn't sit well with them up until I'm able to explain further to them. What kind of questions that, you know, as you interact with people, what questions would you say are either most common or are simply annoying or insensitive when someone is inquiring about this? Uh, the 
ignorance, which is due to lack of awareness. So the first time you mentioned the word hyperhidrosis, it's a very complicated word, but the moment you start explaining and you mention the word sweat, at the start of it, or rather at the back of their mind, the first thing is this is just a hygiene issue. So they don't understand the different types of sweat. There is hyperhidrosis, which is excessive sweating, and we are not talking about body odor. And then there is bromhidrosis, which is now the sweat with the, you know, with body odor. And now there is the highest uh, from bromhidrosis, which is TMAU. It has a scientific word, but uh, the layman explanation is fish odor syndrome. And we have individuals who have such, where the, they have uh, issues, you know, breath issues, bad breath, or uh, they have odor from their hair, ears, at the neck, the groin area, or even the whole entire body. So you cannot group the whole thing as sweat. So the first, uh, I think the ignorance and the lack of awareness, and then it's just sweat. We usually get that, it's just sweat, it's nothing. You can just wipe off and move on. But this is an everyday problem, you see? To a normal person, daily activities, rice sana. The way you operate your smartphone, it's easy. Driving, taking your ID. But for people with this condition, such as myself, driving is an issue. Operating my smartphone, you know how many times the fingerprint uh, scanner mekata, so I have to go back to, you know, entering my passcode so that I can access my phone. These are the challenges that we face, and I think most people don't understand. But with the awareness, now it's taking shape. What would you say scares you the most right now in regards to your disability? I've really grown, you know, above the stigma. You know, compared to the way I was, like in my early 20s, it was a challenge. Interaction, dating was also another thing. Mother was a chick who never wanted things to do with me. And she was very, she used some very profound words. Just the insults, people lash insults. They will lash out insults to you without knowing what you're going through. Like you can be talking to someone, to them it's a joke, but to you, it's not a joke. The experiences. Like when I close my eyes, I can remember my not so good experience when I was taking my ID. And I happened to be the last person, because I knew if I took the first step, or mother, if I was the first person, your process I gave work. So I was the last person, and the person who was taking uh, my prince was so impatient. He was using very not so good words. And the more he did that, the more I triggered my anxiety, and the more I would even sweat profusely. But by the time I left there, I was so drained. I've even lost a job opportunity, which actually I had passed everything, the interview, everything. But now the owner of the business, and this was way back, uh, back at home in Nakuru. The, he wanted um, a creative who can also dub in as uh, to do marketing for his electrical stuff, yeah, some cameras and some other cool gadgets. Of all the candidates, I passed that interview. But the moment he saw my pounds, he was like, no, you cannot handle my electronics, you can't. And he ordered the manager to find someone else. Even after I tried to explain myself, you know, fine, I may not handle your electrical uh, gadgets, but I can, this is the strength I'm bringing to your business as a creative. 
he didn't want to understand where I was coming from, so I lost that opportunity. Yeah, there are other things that I've gone through which, uh, when I look back and I see the progress that I've made, now I'm able to channel the same to the people that uh, consult me on issues of sweat and they're able to find solutions because leadership is from within. If I don't check whatever is going on inside of me, then I'm going to transfer the same to the people that I'm trying to lead. So I have to be on 10 with myself. That way I'll be able to lead the hyperhidrosis family. Yeah. When, when you were taking your ID, what exactly was happening? Like why, why the impatience or what mm. was the problem? People living with hyperhidrosis, they all have one common trigger, which is anxiety. Anxiety now can make your sweat go from bad to worse. So I'm there, I'm lining up, and I knew if this person, the other process, you know, you're filling in the details, but now taking your prints, and this is the, the old school days where they used to have that kibar there, and you have to press, nanini. So if we imagine you're there, and you're sweating profusely, as in it's even dripping, it's excessive. They cannot capture, you know, the, the ink and your palm, highways. So even if they press, you're sweating off the ink. So this person is getting impatient because he has a lot of people in line. And plus now I'm the last person and he needs to go home. He needs to wind up. So he's getting frustrated. Why? Why are you sweating? What are you afraid of? So he's getting impatient because he cannot capture my prince. The impatience turns to insults. The more the insults, the more the anxiety, the more we're going to take all the time to get the prince. That, that also includes, uh, you know, when you're doing, like using medical cards and you have to use your... Voting phone. everything. You know, even voting, uh, for instance, uh, the hyperhidrosis family, as I call them. There are so many who cannot vote. Because that scanner cannot go past 70%. And 70 is even on the highest. Most of them, 20, 50 percent. I remember the story you're mentioning about the girl when we were uh. in campus, when we were in college, <laughs> and she just wasn't having it. Mm. How is your love life right now, and how has you know this particular condition played into that? Well, currently I'm single, and it's not because of hyperhidrosis. I'm single because <laughs> <laughs> I'm staying Taliban for other reasons. <laughs> As the founder of HAK, Hyperhidrosis Awareness Kenya, I have a duty to serve the hyperhidrosis family. I have goals. You know, there is no sweat clinic in Kenya, and there is no sweat clinic in the entire African continent. So my focus right now is on establishing a sweat clinic that will encompass everything, including mental health challenges, because, you know, treatment is from inside out. So you have to take care of clients. I don't call them patients, I call them clients. And so every day I'm trying to connect with uh, experts and professionals so that we can bring the best. As we all know, you know, the medical sector in our country, it's wanting. There are so many challenges, especially when it comes to treatment for excessive sweating. Uh, I appreciate the doctors who are calling me and they're able to learn more about excessive sweating in terms of awareness. And they are just as shocked to know that Sweat, which is a normal physiological function, can be an issue to many. 
So awareness is also helping and, you know, relationships, just as for, for now, my focus is on, you know, the HIK, my focus is also on me, you know, working out, uh, maintaining a good health. You cannot lead when your health is at risk. You know, that's why I say everything is from the inside out, and that's where my focus is. But hey, if the good lady is there, <laughs> um, you've, you've mentioned you've mentioned mental health, which is an important aspect in everything we go through, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And I'd really like to find out how your condition has interacted with your mental health, and what what does a bad day look like for you? El terrible. There was a period of time where I battled uh, depression, and this is because I didn't have anyone to talk to who will understand my, my sweat and my struggles. Any, any person I tried, they kept telling me the same thing. Don't worry, we all sweat, it's just a normal thing. And on the other side, people are rejecting you. There is insults. I like there was a time and I didn't even notice that sweat was dripping. And the person who was seated next, alitumia majina nyingi hmm? one of them akwasema mbona unanyesha kwa mikono no, and then now people started laughing no, you, uh, you pick yourself up you're like ndalenga hii kitu ijasemwa you just assume no one has said anything and then unatoka kwa mat you feel drained you go to the office there is too much pressure and then even trying to camouflage your sweat from other people which it's the hardest thing to do. Every day you wake up in the morning, you have to think of what to wear. You know, I'm sweating in three focal areas, my hands, my armpits, my feet. The sweat is not smelly, but just the challenges where I cannot, I would love one day to wake up and put on like a very nice light blue or sky blue uh, muscle shirt. But you know the sweat, patches that are going to form and then you're like no so you have to be limited to certain colors which I've been wearing for the longest you know period of time just being around people who don't understand you and people who say things to belittle your struggle for instance you're talking to someone and then they tell you you know you you're lucky there is someone out there with cancer or someone with no legs someone with missing limbs and then you know, you're looking at them like I did not say that these other people's struggles is lesser than mine I'm a whatever but it is wrong to belittle someone has a struggle it may not be a big issue quacko but to that person they know what they're going through you know others they feel like they've been bewitched there's so much surrounding this whole story but for me I appreciate the steps that I've made up to where I am right now. What is the percentage in Kenya of people living with this? Like, do we have data for such things? Well, it's a mix. So far, I have over a thousand plus Kenyans, and there are many who are still reaching out. Bearing in mind, they don't know that what they have is a condition. So we'll find someone calling you, and they tell you, I've been living with this condition for 20 years, 
30 years. I didn't even know it had a name. And this is a first-time caller. So there are so many. Judging by the two types of hyperhidrosis, there is primary and there is secondary. Primary is the medical condition itself. It's not a side effect or medication or underlying medical condition. And the other one now is the opposite. It's a side effect or medication, underlying medical condition. So you have two people with the same condition, hyperhidrosis, primary and secondary, calling in. And then not forgetting the other sweat, the bromhidrosis, the fish odor syndrome. So there are men who are reaching in, but I would say so far, myself, if, if I was to speak about uh, the percentages, I would say 5% of Kenyans, but there are more who are still reaching out. Mm. With what you know now, what would you tell a younger Martin? A younger Martin didn't know, or rather didn't have access to information. He tried his level best with what he knew. The younger Martin would have done better by being uh, comfortable and being more assertive and more understanding that the condition he had was not his fault. I'm also proud of the younger Martin because he never gave up, no matter what he went through, no matter what was said to him. What he did, instead of running the other direction, he went through it. And now he's here and he's able to help the many out there who are having serious challenges with their sweat and they don't know where to go. I mean, if you have a condition that's affecting people from the age of 0 to 89 years, you have a 50-year-old uh, teacher calling you and asking you for help to make us progress. And it's courtesy of the younger Martin, so big up when you let me see. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and are keen to place faces on this amazing voices, head on to our YouTube channel, The Channel KE. And while you're at it, feel free to like, share, and rate this podcast. Till next time, this has been The Channel.